Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very beautiful and powerful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Torah Tziva. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on the day of Simchas Torah in the year Tafshin Chav Gimel, 59 years ago. The Rebbe went, out, went ahead and certified and edited this Chassidic discourse in honor of the Yontiv of Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah in the year Tafshin Nun Aleph, 31 years ago. So again, the name of the Chassidic discourse is called Torah Tziva, based on the verse... In the last Torah portion of the five books of Moses, Parshat Vazoyis Habracha, where the Torah says that we read on Simchas Torah, Torah Tziva Lanu Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us in reference to the Torah, My Rosha Kehilas Yaakov, which basically means that the Torah is an inheritance to every one of the people in the congregation of Jacob. So in other words, the Torah that we have, it's our inheritance. So the Rebbe says it's known the questions that's asked. We know that it says in the Talmud, You should prepare yourself to learn Torah. You have to set aside yourself time every single day to learn Torah. Why? Because it's not an inheritance. Inheritance means you inherit it, so you have to do anything. But the Torah says, no, you have to learn Torah. It's not an inheritance. And what are we saying over here? It is an inheritance. So what does that mean? Over here it says it's inheritance. And the Talmud says clearly, no, it's not an inheritance. You have to learn Torah. That's question number one. Also, we have to understand, because what does inheritance literally mean? That you're inheriting something from your parents. In other words, something you don't have. But the fact is, every single Jewish person was at Mount Sinai, and everyone received the Torah. So what do you mean? inheritance means I'm inheriting from someone else. I receive the Torah. What do I have to inherit it? Also, we have to understand what does it say in the following verse? By Yehi b'Shurun Melech, Yachad Yisrael. So the question is, what's the connection with with the idea of that Torah is an inheritance? What it says after is by Yehi b'Shurun Melech that God was the uh, the the king for the righteous people. And also where it says, when Rosh Yaakov, what it says in the first verse, that it's inheritance to the Jewish people. Also, in, in, in the Torah Tzibalana Moshe, what does it say? That it says, my Rosh Yaakov, referring to the Jewish people as Yaakov. What does it say in the next verse? So over there, the Jewish people are called Yeshurun, upright, Yeshurun Melech. And also, in the end of the verse, it says the term Yachad Shifta Yisrael uses the term Yisrael. So the question is, why in this verse it say Yaakov? Next term it says also Yisrael, another term for the Jewish people, and then another term on the name of Yisrael. So the Rebbe says the I, the general idea is why well, it's explained in many places in Chassidus that in Torah there's two levels in Torah, there's two components of Torah. In other words, we know there's one component of Torah that it's Torah in itself. What is Torah in itself? It's the Chachma, it's the intellect, and the will of Hashem. So if you want to know what Torah is, Torah is the intellect and the will of Hashem. That's one component of Torah. Then, we know Torah came down to this world. And through learning Torah, we have the power to transform and and, and refine the world. And starting off by our own refinement. When we sit and learn Torah, we're refining ourselves. 
We're refining ourselves. We're refining the intellect of our animal soul. And by refining it, we're elevating it actually to holiness. So that's the second component of the Torah. The way Torah refines the world, and Torah refines ourselves, and more specifically, personally, the, our intellect of our animal soul. And based on this, the Rebbe says, that's why he says, a person should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs, even for the wrong reasons, whatever motivates you. Why? Because initially you'll do it for the wrong reasons, and eventually you'll end up doing it for the right reasons. And knows when you start off learning Torah, so you do it, why? Either for some kind of a prize or an award, or you're doing it to transform yourself. Yourself, your animal soul, the intellect of your animal soul. And it was like, and there were quotes in the Talmud where it says, Me karaki avid inish, When initially he's doing it, he's doing it for selfish reasons. To transform himself. Afterwards, you get to the higher level of learning Torah the Shema. You're learning Torah just for Hashem. For Torah itself, which is not about transformation. So again, to recap, we see there's two components in Torah. Torah in itself, where it's the intellect and the will of Hashem. You want to that's one component connecting to the intellect and the will of Hashem. And the other one is transformation. And they're both correct. And unfortunately, we start with the part that relates to us. We want to transform ourselves. But ultimately, we want to get to the point where we're learning Torah. We want to connect to Hashem, the intellect and the will of Hashem. So based on this, Drebbe says. That's why Torah is called an inheritance. What does it mean it's an inheritance? In other words, on one hand we're saying it's an inheritance, but on the other hand we said, no, learn Torah it's not an inheritance. What does it mean it's an inheritance? You're learning Torah it's not an inheritance. So what's the inheritance part? So the Rebbe explains that the reason why it's called an inheritance is because of the transformation that takes place when you learn Torah. Why is that an inheritance? Because we know that in the physical world there's holy sparks. And there's holy sparks in the physical world, and there's holy sparks in the intellect of the animal soul. Now, these holy sparks are actually from a very, very high source. They're from the source of Toyu. We know there's two worlds the world of Toyu, which is much higher, the world of Tikkun, which is lower. Um, but the, so originally, when God wanted to create the world, He created it with Toyu, but it couldn't last. So there were sparks all over the world from Toyu. So in the world and in the animal soul, there's sparks from Toyu, which is much higher. We're living in the world of Tikkun. Now, the source of the, our souls is from Tikkun, in the world of Tikkun. So we, we engage with, this, with the ability that we have with, with the source of Tikkun in this world. We're actually elevating the sparks of Toyu, which are in the world and our animal soul. And that's how we know that when it comes to the two famous brothers, Yaakov and Esau, so who was the older one? Esau was the older one. And Yaakov was the smaller one. So technically, biologically, yeah, Esau was older. But he's not only called older physically, but also spiritually he was older. Spiritually he's b- b- bigger. Why is Esau bigger than Yaakov? And the answer is because the source of Esau is in the world of Tayu. He comes from, from, spiritually from a higher space, a higher place. In other words, because the world of Toyu, it's a lot of light. A lot of light. It's big. On the other hand, what's the source of Yaakov? In Tikkun. And we know the light of Tikkun is much smaller, much more limited in small vessels. Now, since Yaakov and Esau are brothers, as we know, the famous verse says, Esau and Yaakov are brothers, and a brother inherits one another, so when a, when a soul of a Jewish person that's in the world of Tikkun transforms the world, transforms his intellect, 
transforms the Esau's of the world, the big, the big the lights of Toyu in the world. So then you inherit the world of Toyu, the spark of Toyu. So again, so you have to learn, because yes, Toyu is not an inheritance. So what does it mean? What what is the inheritance? It's an inheritance of sparks that you elevate when you learn Torah. So on the other hand, when it's but so that's in terms of my Yaakov. But when when the Talmud says that you should prepare yourself to learn Torah because it's not inherent, not inheritance. What is that referring to? That's referring to Torah, which is not about transformation, elevating sparks. And how do you get to the level of? Prepare yourself to learn Torah, not about elevating sparks. That's about learning Torah just for the sake of Hashem. In other words, you're connecting to with the intellect and the will of Hashem. And that's why it says, prepare yourself to learn Torah. What do you mean prepared? Because you have to have to work hard. That your Torah should be learning just for the sake of Hashem. That's hard. Because usually everyone asks, you know, what's in it for me? Well, how am I going to benefit from it? So you say, no, no, I just want to connect to Hashem. That's not easy. For no interest, no, no interest, no benefit, no side reasons. You just want to connect to Hashem. And not even to transform yourself, which is also a benefit. That's why it's, you have to prepare yourself to learn Torah. That you're learning it just for the sake of Hashem. And when a person learns Torah just for, just for the sake of Hashem... Then you're drawing down the purest part of Torah, literally the essence of Torah. And this level of Torah is even higher than the lights of Toyu that we inherit by transforming the world. And that's not an inheritance. So again, to recap, there's two levels. There's a level of Torah, which is basically transforming the world. And that's and then when we do that, we, we, elevate, we elevate and we create an inheritance for ourselves in the lights of Toyu. But then when we reach the level we're learning Toyu just because, we actually reach a much higher, a much deeper, a much more powerful place. So based on this, Rebbe explains a verse in the previous Torah portion, Pasha Zazinu, where it says, Yaroif kamotor likhi tizal katal imrosi, where it refers to Torah. So it says as follows. That um, that the Torah on one hand is compared likhi Torahs are referred to mutter like rain, and on the other hand the imrasi the words of Hashem is compared to what tal do. So what's the difference between rain and do? So we know that rain. How does it rain come? Rain comes from the cloud that that produces the rain from the when when the earth becomes moist. So when the earth becomes moist, that's when it starts raining. As the verse says in the Torah, the Eid Yalam in Aretz, there's a mist that comes up from the earth, the Hishkas and then the rain comes down and, 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 and irrigates and the, the whole earth. So that's rain. So rain is, starts down below, then when the earth, the, from the earth, then it comes down from high. Tal, on the other hand, comes straight from heaven. Tal comes straight from heaven. So that's physically. The same thing applies on a spiritual level. What does that mean? What is mutter? Mutter, we said, is rain that's inspired by the earth. So that comes, what is spiritually, what does rain come from? That comes when a person transforms and elevates the physical world. Like it says on the verse, Yarev Kamatar Likhi, that the, so the commentaries say that the, when, the, when the people break their back, then that's when the rain comes down. So rain comes by effort. When we do our effort, we have rain, spiritual rain. On the other hand, tal, do, that comes a gift from Hashem. Hashem gives us a gift. Now, the reason why Torah is com- compared to, uh, to do and to rain, both components, 
is it, you know, is it, is it effort or is it coming from Hashem? And the answer is because in Torah there's two things, there's two components. In other words, the component of Torah that we're here to transform the world and to transform our, our, our animal soul's intellect. That when we that's when a person learns and puts in the effort and that's when you're doing the work that that creates the of Kamatarulikhi. That's the inheritance, you're elevating the holy sparks. But on the other hand, Torah by itself, just connecting to the pureness of Torah, it's Torah's Hashem, the intellect and the will of Hashem, the way it's like in the world of Atsilut, the highest world, which is before it even comes down, higher than the level before it comes down to the world of Bri Yitzhiya and to, to, to connect to that level, that comes when you learn Torah with Shema, just for the right reasons. And that's Tizal Katalim Rasi, just like do what comes as a gift from Hashem. So based on this, Jarvis says, this is also what it says, in, we know it says in the Talmud, that whoever, whoever sits and learns, Hashem learns with you. You sit down to learn, you take out a Chumash, you take out a Mishnayis, Talmud, Kabbalah, whatever you sit and learn, Hashem is learning with you. You always have a study partner, besides the study partner that, you, that you're learning with, or you're learning yourself or with someone else, but Hashem is always studying w- with you. What does that mean? That when a person learns Lishma, you just want to connect to the infinite Hashem, then you draw down the the, the revelation of Torah the way it's literally on high, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shoyne Kenegde, which is referring to Tal Torah. So in other words, like this, there's two levels in Torah. There's a component that you're doing it to transform. That's like rain. And then you're doing it because you want to connect to the infinite Hashem. That's like do, and that's when Hashem learns with you, Tal Torah. So Rebbe says, these two components of Torah, which is, in other words, the reign of Torah, the one that you're putting the effort in to transform. And the other one that you're basically, it's like, you're just connecting with Hashem, the, the reign of Torah spiritually and the dew of Torah, is, is, that's, the two, that's the, just like the revealed part of Torah and the premius of Torah, the, the, the concealed part of Torah. In other words, as follows. If you look at the revealed part of Torah, Chumash, Mishneh, Talmud, etc., which deals with physical things. So what happens is when you learn Torah, you can almost like, you, know, you get so absorbed in what the Mishnah is, uh, the Mishnah, the Talmud, they're discussing different things, different situations, you're dealing with the physical world. So godliness is concealed because you're dealing with a physical thing. Take any piece of Talmud, whether you're talking with a piece of property, you're talking with an animal, you're talking about a dispute, whatever you're talking about. So you're talking about a thing, you're talking about something physical. So the godliness is concealed. In order that when you're learning Torah, the godliness should be revealed in the learning Torah, with the person that's learning Torah, so you have to refine yourself. And when you refine yourself, you say, no, this is what Hashem is saying. Even though you're learning something physical, you wonder, what is Hashem really saying? You focus on the fact that it's God's Torah. Then it says of your merit, that you're always focused when you're learning the revealed part of Torah, that's Hashem's Torah, then it becomes a, 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 a healthy and a poison of life. It becomes a life of life source. In other words, when a person merits and he transforms himself, then it, become, then it becomes a great thing, because otherwise you can get lost. And what I think, I mean, you think, and you forget it's about it's Hashem. But it's really important to remember that when you're learning Torah, because Hashem is concealed, remember to, to bring out Hashem, that Hashem should be the revealed part of what you're learning. So that is generally when it comes to the revealed part of Torah. On the other hand, when it comes to Primius Torah, when it comes to Chassidus, when it comes to Kabbalah, when it comes to Zohar, so when you read that, guess what? It's all about God. So God is revealed. You have to use 
physical analogies to try to understand what it's saying because we're living in this physical world. But generally speaking, when you learn the revealed part of the Torah, what you're dealing with is physical things and you try to remember it's God. But on the other hand, when you're learning premius of Torah and Chassidus, what's natural is that it's from God. And obviously you have to use physical uh, analogies to understand what you're, what you're studying. And to take it a step further, it says as follows. Even after you're learning the revealed part of Torah and you transform yourself that you're always seeing the godliness in it, so as you're dealing with the revealed part of Torah, and you, you thank God, you're able to see that it's all God, it's not the same revelation as in, 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 like, in, in, like in Chassidut, in Kabbalah. Why? Because let's say you're learning the revealed part of Torah. You remember, yes, it's Hashem's Torah, I get it. But still, it's not the same clarity as previous Torah. Why? Because since the light of, of, of the revealed part of Torah, Nigel Torah, the revealed part of Torah, what are you dealing with? You're dealing with physical things. So they conceal naturally the light of Hashem. So even after you take away the concealment, you said this is really what Hashem wants, and you focus on the fact that it's from Hashem, it's still not as clear as when you're learning Chassidus. And that's why the revealed part of Torah is more analogous to the idea of rain. Why? Because in rain, we're doing the work, and it comes down from heaven. So it's really more about our effort. So in Nigla Torah, the natural and default setting is, it's more physical and God's, God's, God's conceals so it's more compared to rain now <clears throat> and there's two really, really two components to it and that's because when you learn the revealed part of Torah so you have to work hard to transform yourself and as you have to learn to try to make it that you're, that you're comprehending and you're, and you're trying to understand it and you want to transform yourself just like we says when a person out in the field you literally have to break your back to get the earth ready so, so that it should rain afterwards but even then, the godly light that shines, it's cold within the world. So it's still called mutter, it's still called rain. But on the other hand, when you're dealing with chsidis, then you see godliness. And that's why it's connected more to the idea of tal Torah, the do of Torah. Now, so far we learned two components to Torah. One is the transform, transformative part, where God is more concealed. And then we've learned about what? The revealed part, where, God, God, where godliness is more revealed. Nigla and Pnei, uh, uh, the revealed part, the hidden part of Torah, different ways of learning Torah, it's about transformation, about seeing the light, etc. So Rebbe says now, besides these two components of Torah that we just learned till now, which is basically the inheritance of Torah by transforming and prepare yourself to learn Torah, to connecting to the light of Torah, there's another level of Torah. What's another level of Torah? The level of Torah which is called a gift. Matana, a gift. Like we know, we say, for example, the blessings when we, when we get an aliyah to the Torah, what does it say? V'nosan lonu es He gave us the Torah. That means Torah is a gift. And how do we finish off? Noisena Torah. The Torah is a gift. So there's another whole new component now. Noisena. It's a gift. And we know, for example, the holiday of Shavuot, what is it called? Zman Matan Torah The holiday that God gave us a Torah, or gives the Torah. It's all about giving, so it's a new level, the level of a gift. Now, so again, so we have the component where Torah is inheritance, which means it's our effort, we're transforming ourselves, and we're elevating sparks. Then we have the level that we're preparing ourselves to learn Torah, which means we're working hard to see God and godliness. We're connecting to the to Lashma of Torah, the fact that it's Hashem. But now there's even a higher level, higher than preparing yourself to learn Torah just for, for its own sake. It's called a gift. What does that mean? And the Rebbe explains as follows. What did we say before? 
we use the analogy of rain and dew. That rain comes for our effort, and dew is a gift from above. In other words, so what's the difference between rain and dew? Because when it, rain refers to what? Spiritually, the person doing the spiritual work. Like, for example, it says clearly in the Shema, Bahayim Shemoya, if you're going to listen. And then, Nasati Mitaratzachem. So it's based on our effort. That's how we're going to get, the, that's how we're going to get a result. Tal, do on the other hand, it's not based on work. As we know, it says, Tal Lemetzar, there's always do. Hashem will always give do. You work, you don't work, you're always going to have do. Same thing also on a spiritual level, that Matar, which is rain, that's when things come down by doing the work, and in the Kabbalistic term, it's when we do our part. And Tal, on the other hand, it comes from above. That's when we get from above. Now, so what, what does that mean practically? When we're referring to Tal Torah, the part that it's a gift, so it's the way Torah comes down by learning Torah, l'shma. we're learning for the sake of Hashem. And like it says, Kala you're sitting and learning Torah, why? Just because you want to connect to Hashem, to the intellect of Hashem, the will of Hashem. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hashem obviously is learning with you. That's generally speaking, what we spoke about till now. But let's go more specific and more in detail. Even the Torah that we're getting from above, the level of Tal Torah, God is learning with us Torah. What's causing God to, to learn with us Torah? Because you're sitting and learning, you're connecting Lishma to the intellect and the will of Hashem, so Hashem is learning with you. So since what's inspiring the Tal, your effort, so, so it goes under the category also of Matar, it's also rain, because rain means you're doing the work here, and that causes it to come above. Tal. So in the case where you're learning Lishma, so it's your learning that's causing Hashem to learn with you. Now, obviously, Tal is a much higher level. But really, Tal means it just comes without you doing anything, not because you're learning Torah Lishma. It does Tal comes just on its own. So, Noisei not Torah, the Matana of Torah is... Not where you're learning Torah and you're getting it as a gift. It's totally 100% the gift from God. You didn't do anything for it. So based on this, Jerber explains why it says in the Talmud, the three hours, the first three hours of the day, Hashem sits and learns Torah. That's what it says in the first three hours of the day. Hashem sits and learns Torah. So the question is asked, what does it mean? We just learned, Kol Whoever sits and learns, Hashem is learning with you. Now, Jewish people, or everybody, people learn Torah when? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In other words, this person is, one person is learning uh, in the morning, one is in the afternoon, and this person, this hour, this, if, at any time of the day, any day of the week, there's somebody somewhere in the world learning Torah. It's not here, it's, it's in a different country, but someone is always learning Torah. Now, since anytime someone's learning Torah, Hashem is learning Torah. So if that's the case, Hashem is busy learning Torah 24-7. But nevertheless, what does it say in the Talmud? The first three hours of the day, Hashem is learning Torah. What does that mean? Hashem is always technically learning Torah. What does it mean that only the first three hours Hashem is learning Torah? So the idea is as follows. When we say that when somebody learns Torah, Hashem is learning with you, 100% sure Hashem is learning with you. But why is Hashem learning then Torah? It's becoming because of a Yisarusa Latata. 
Because the person in this world's learning, that's why Hashem is learning. What's the cause? What's causing Hashem to learn Torah? Because we're learning down here. Now, so since what's, what's the cause because we're learning Torah? So therefore, what the, the flow of energy, the way Hashem is learning Torah, that has to do with the way the person's learning. So the steam, the inspiration, the energy that's causing Hashem to learn Torah, and the depth that Hashem is learning Torah, is based on the effort the person is learning Torah in this world. And that's why it says, Kal Whoever sits and learns, Hashem is learning at the same time with you. In other words, it's connectoy. Based on the way you're learning, that's the way Hashem is learning. So, in other words, 24-7, sure Hashem is learning. But relative to the way you are learning. On the other hand, when it comes to the first three hours a day, what does it say? Kadosh Baruch Hashem is learning Torah. Not because of you. Hashem is the energy of Torah. Hashem is learning Torah the first three hours a day. It's coming totally as a gift from above. A place where we cannot reach in even that place. So that is the highest level of Torah. That's real Tal Torah. That's due of Torah, which means that's a gift from Hashem. Why? Because the source of Tal Torah is where in the first three levels of Atik. We know the highest sphere is Kesser. In Kesser is two levels, Atik and Arach. Atik is the higher one. So the first three hours a day is connected to the it's into Kesser in Atik, the higher level of a Kesser, in the first in the first three levels of it. And that's the connection of a Kaddish Baruch Hashem is learning Torah. What are we referring to? Tal Torah, the gift of Torah, the do of Torah, with the first three hours in the day. Why? Because the first three hours is the first three levels of Atik. Now, another was going to explain this deep concept based on, as we know, that even in, when we're dealing with Hasidus, even when we're dealing with Kabbalah, even when we're dealing with Zohar, even when we're dealing at all levels of premius Torah, the innermost secrets of the Torah, there's the external part of the of the premius Torah, and then there's the. <coughs> Thank you. There's the external part of learning Torah of the premius Torah, and there's the internal part of premius Torah, and those as follows. In premius Torah, when you learn Chassidus, when you learn Kabbalah, when you learn Zayar, so there's a concept called Seder Hishtalshlus, the way things flow from one level to the next level, different worlds, different spheres, etc. That's the revealed part. Anytime that you're saying Seder Hishtalshlus, the way things flow down, and you're able to relate to it, so that's the revealed part of Primius Torah. Just like when you have on a, on a muscle, on a parable example, in the revealed part of Torah, when you deal with the physical things in the world. Obviously, in the, in, when you, in the revealed part of Torah, you're dealing with literally something physical. You're dealing with a house, you're dealing with a, a property, you're dealing with a person, you're dealing with, a, with an animal, you're dealing with something physical. In premium Torah, you're not dealing with a physical structure, you're dealing with a spiritual structure, but it's still, it's still a structure. So this level where it's a structure, there's a level, there's, there's, a, there's a flow, there's, there's a description, that's called a part that we can comprehend. So there's a component of Primus Torah, which is Chitonus, which we could comprehend. That's the external part of Primus Torah. But the, the main part of Primus Torah is the part where it is called, it's called Tainug Dalamayla. We know in Kesser, the highest level, there's there's Ratz in the high level is Tainug. So Tainug is like not external pleasure, it's deep 
satisfaction, pleasure. It's hard to describe it. We're dealing with the physical world, but again, we're just trying to stay away from the from the physical description. Others are getting back to our saga understanding. Tainug, which means Tainug. The key word is Tainug, pleasure. Shalomayleme hasaga. It's it's higher than comprehension because once you comprehend it, then it's already then it's already the chitonius chitonius of primius and we're dealing specifically with the primius of primius so that's the higher. In, so in Pneumius, you have Kitsoinius, which is Seder Ishtalshlis, things that the ebb and flow. And then you have Tainung Shalomai Lameh Saga. It's never explained as follows. When you're drawing down by learning Pneumius Torah, by learning Torah the Shema, and then this we said, when you learn, Hashem is learning with you. And knows where it says knows the second level Haskin Ansmokalishin prepared to learn Torah the Shema. That's referring to what knows the second level is referring to the revealed part of Pnimi's Torah, which is do- talking about levels of Ishtalshlos, different levels of of worlds and and Sirot, etc. But on the other hand, drawing down Pnimi's Torah, the essence of Pnimi's Torah, tiny which is above intellect. And in this it says the first three hours of the day, Akadosh Baruch Hu Hashem is sitting and learning Torah. And that's the real gift of Torah. The, which, what's the gift of Torah? Taino, which is higher than Asaga. Pleasure, which is higher than comprehension and understanding. So we just learned a whole new level of Limina Torah. Limina Torah, which is Matona, which is based on Hashem is sitting and learning Torah, which is Tal Torah. And that is the level of what? Taino, pleasure, above intellect, above understanding, above logic, above anything. Just pure pleasure. So based on this, the Rebbe explains why it says, So the first thing it says, inheritance for the, um, for, the, for the community of Jacob. And then it says, There's three different levels. In other words, this, that Torah is an inheritance for everybody. That's level of Yaakov. That's level number one. This that we say you should prepare yourself to learn Torah because it's not an inheritance, which basically means learning Torah for the right reasons, that's the level of Yisrael. And the highest level, the level of Torah, which is a, it's a gift, that's the level of Yeshurim. Three different levels. And Derb is now going to explain the three levels as follows. What do we say? The first level is by transforming into the level of Yaakov. What's the connection with Yaakov, Jacob, and transformation? So Rebbe says Yaakov is known, it's brought down in, in, in the, uh, Yaakov is considered the level of an Ebed, someone that serves Hashem. And Rebbe quotes the verse where it says, Shmai Yaakov Avdi. The verse refers to Yaakov as, as Hashem's servant. So Yaakov is a level of a servant. On the other hand, the, t- the term Yisrael, it's referring to the component where we relate to Hashem as a ben, as a son. Like it says the verse in the Torah, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. That Yisrael is called B'ni, a son. What's the avoida? what's the spiritual work of Yaakov, the one that's the level of a, of, a, of a servant? He serves Hashem. What does that mean? What does it mean he's serving Hashem? He's serving Hashem to fixing the concealment of the world, the concealment of Shem Elohim. So Yaakov is a servant, Serving Hashem to fix the concealment of Shem Elokim from the, the part that, that God is finite in the world. Yisrael, on the other hand, what is the avoid of Yisrael? Kisarisa Elokim. He fought with Elokim. And knows what does that mean? He rules over Elokim. It's not that he's fixing Elokim. He rules over Elokim. And like based on based on like, like what it says in the Zoyar that Yisrael, 
and Yaakov actually go against the two names, Yudke Bavke and Elohim. In other words, in reference to Yaakov, which you know actually comes from the component of Yud, Akev. So you have, what do you have? You have the concealment of Elohim. And what's the job of Yaakov, Yud Akev, to go ahead and fix the concealment of Elohim? So Yaakov is busy dealing with Elohim, he's dealing with the concealment. And even after he transforms and he, and he takes away the concealment, and by taking away the concealment, you have now what? You have the revelation of Yud Kei But still, nevertheless, the revelation of Yud Kei it is the way it comes through the level of Elohim. So even though Yaakov works with getting rid of the concealment of Elohim to go to Yud Kei but even after you have the Yud Kei it's still built based on the foundation of Elohim. On the other hand, the name Yisrael, as we said before, what does it mean Yisrael is? Because he fought with Elohim. In other words, there's no Elohim does not do any concealment. There's no concealment of Elohim. So what do you have? You have strictly the revelation of Yudke Bavke. And that comes through the name of Yisrael, which means he's he's working with just revealing Yudke Bavke. Now, so notice just to recap real quick. What the Rebbe is saying is that the avoid of Yaakov is to transform Elohim. And you get to Yudke Bavke. The avoid of Yisrael is just to deal with Yudke Bavke, bring godliness into the world. And like it says in the Kote Torah, from the Alter Rebbe, he says as follows, that the work of the six days of the week, generally, that's the avoid of Yaakov. During the week, we're dealing with weak. We're dealing with, with, uh, with the concealment of the world. That's what we're busy with transforming the world. Notice we're trying to fix the concealment of Shem Elohim. That's during the week. On the other hand, what happens on Shabbos? Shabbos, we're on the level of Yisrael. We're on the level of, of Yisrael, which means, because what does it say in reference to Shabbos? What does it say in the Torah? God finished. What does that mean he finished? He finished the avoid of Shem Elohim. He finished the, the, the work of concealment and, and, and contraction of Elohim. And from now on for Shabbos, we have the revelation of Yudke Bavke. And therefore on Shabbos, you don't have to do any transformation. What's our avoid on Shabbos? During the week, our avoid is to transform the world. Our avoid on Shabbos is to have oinig, real oinig, real pleasure of Yudke Bavke, which is much higher than the level of transformation of Oydas Berurin. Now, so that we have so far the level we explain Merosha Kilos Yaakov. Yaakov is transformation of Hashem Elokim. Yaakov Shifta Yisrael is basically revealing Yudke Bavke in the world. But now we're going to deal with Vayihib Yishurun Melech. We're called Yishurun. Yeshurun is actually higher than Yisrael. Yeshurun is over the next level up. What's Yeshurun the next level of? Yeshurun comes from the word of sheer, song. What does song mean? It, it, it comes from a, um, uh, something which is round, like a, um, like, like, like a ring. A ring doesn't have a beginning and the end. You take a ring, uh, um, uh, it, it, where do you start? Where do you end? It just keeps on going. So Yeshurun represents something which goes infinite. And it's brought down in the Kut Torah, that this, that why, why, why Jewish people called Yeshurun? And the reason why we call Yeshurun is because the source of our soul is in the place of Hashem before Hashem created the world, in the place where Hashem initially had a thought of creating the world. So it was our source is in all of Machshava, in the thought of Hashem, He's going to create the world, He's going to create human people, uh, human beings, and we're going to make the world a better place. So even though we're down here, but our source is in the thought of Hashem. Now, so what, what does that mean practically? There's a difference between Yeshurun and Yisrael, because even though, what did we say? Yisrael is a very high level. He fought with Elohim, 
and there's no Elohim, and it's only about Yud Kevavke. But nevertheless, Yisrael, even though it's connected to Yud Kevavke, but it's connected to the revelation of the source of, of the soul, which is higher than the part which, where it's coming into the body. In other words, like this. It's explained many places in Chassidus that Yaakov is the soul which comes into the body and deals with the body, deals with concealment. Yisrael, on the other hand, is the source of the of the of the soul, which is higher than coming to the body. Yaakov is a part that deals with the world, and Yisrael is higher from coming in. But nevertheless, Yisrael is what is considered a bane, a son. Now, what does ben mean, a son? So, ben means it's a son. It means it came out from the father. It's not in the father. It came out of the father. So, even though Yisrael is above being involved in the body but still it, it came what's the source the source the source comes from out of the father on the other hand yeshurun is referring to the soul the way it's connected in the essence of hashem like the son while he's still in the father before he came out so yisrael is after the source of yisrael is after he came out from the father on the other hand yeshurun is the way it's connected in the essence of the father before it actually came out and that's why Yeshurun is called from the expression of Shear, where it doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end. Why? Because in the level of the soul, when it once it comes out from the Father, there's different levels. But on the other hand, Shear means there's no beginning and there's no end. It means it's connecting to the essence of the source of the infinite light. And that's why when it says by Yehib Yeshurun Melech, which again, referring to the way, the way the soul is connecting the essence of Hashem. No beginning, no end. And it says in the Kut Torah, what is that referring to? It's referring to Rosh Hashanah. And when and what happens in Rosh Hashanah, we say to Hashem, Tam we want you to be king over us. How can we ask Hashem to be king over us? Because when you reveal the essence of the soul, the way it's connected to the infinite, uh, infinite uh, 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 essence, light of Hashem, then you can ask Hashem to be king. Because if it's after it came out, how can we ask Hashem to be king? Hashem is the king. But when we're connected to the, to, to, when connected to the essence, infinite light of Hashem, we have the power to ask Hashem to be the king over us. So based on the story, explains as follows. And this is the connection of these three components of the Jewish people. Yaakov, the way we deal with concealment, Shem Elohim. Yisrael, they were dealing with Yudke Bavke, but the way it's connected, where he already came out from the source of the Father, and you're sure in the way it's totally connected in, in, inside. And those three components are connected to three components of Torah. What does that mean? The first component we set of Torah is the fact that it's inheritance. What does it mean, it's inheritance? That we're inheriting the sparks by elevating the sparks of Torah. By, by transforming the world and transforming our intellect of the animal soul, we, we, we inherit these powerful sparks. What does that come from? It comes from the level of Yaakov, working, transforming the world. The level of Yaakov, Yudekev. That's the first level. What's the second level? That we should prepare ourselves to learn Torah. In other words, we're learning Torah Lishma. So we're connecting to Torah the way it's on high, Pneumius Torah. How do we do that? Not from the level of Yaakov, that's from the level of Yisrael. Because when you learn Torah on the level of Yisrael, not to transform the world, you want to basically bring Yudke Bavke in the world. On the other hand, the highest level of Torah, which is called the Matana, the gift of Torah, which is drawing down the Tainug, the pleasure of Torah, which is above understanding, which is, uh, which is, not, which is above any different levels, that's the level of Yisrael. So those are the three levels in Torah.
So now the Rebbe asks a very, very powerful question. He says as follows. What did we just learn? What's the first level? Yerusha, an inheritance. How do we define Yerusha, an inheritance? Because when you learn Torah and you transform the world and you transform the intellect of your animal soul, you're inheriting the sparks of Toyu that's in the world and in the intellect of the animal soul. But the fact is, when we say Meirosha, it's an inheritance, and we know you can't take the verse out of its simple context, it means a Torah is an inheritance. Not by learning Torah. I'm going to get elevate a spark. I'm going to elevate the spark of my intellect, of my animal soul. Oh, that's the inheritance, the holy spark. But Torah means the Torah is the inheritance. So now the Rebbe is going to explain the truth is, is actually a fourth level. A fourth level in Torah, and that is called um, Yerusha, an inheritance of Torah. And it was not the inheritance, we're inheriting something else, we're actually inheriting Torah itself. Knows Torah itself is an inheritance, and this the component, this fourth level, that Torah is an inheritance, is actually higher than Torah being as a gift, where it's Yeshua and coming from the essence of the infinite light of Hashem. In other words, like this. This is what we explained before. That Yerusha inheritance that's lower than Torah. Why? Because knows why? There's two components to inheritance. On one hand, it's lower than Torah. And the other hand, now we're saying it's even higher. The way we explained it before, an inheritance is lower. Why? Because what does an inheritance mean? Inheritance means that you, whoever we are, we're, in, we're inheriting something else. Now, when you inherit, that means you're related to the person, and therefore, by default, you're going to inherit it. Does the person want to give it to you? Maybe, yeah, maybe not. You're not getting it because he wanted to give it to you. When you say you inherited something, you didn't get it because the person wanted to give it to you. There's laws of inheritance, and therefore you got it. So it has really nothing to do with the person gave you anything. You inherited. That's the lower level of Yerusha. Like we said before, by learning Torah, by elevating the sparks, great, you're elevating, a, you're getting a spark. On the other hand, why is a gift higher? Because a gift is the, the giver wanted to give it to you. Tal Torah, Hashem is giving us. He's giving us the gift. Now, so why we inherit? Because basically we're related. But now we're talking a whole different level of inheritance. There's a component of inheritance which is called that the inheritor is literally one with the person he's inheriting from. It's not that he's a relative and therefore he gets the inheritance. You know, he's the inheritor is one with the person he's inheriting from. It's a real bond. It's not because they're related if you're getting it. No, no. They, the person is actually literally connected to the person he's inheriting from. So, obviously, because you're connected, different you're inheriting. Not be, you know, you're inheriting because you're a relation. No. You're really connected. And because you're connected, that's why you're inheriting. In other words, so why are you inheriting? Not because you inherited. You're one with the person. You're literally standing with the person. You're standing strong with the person that you're inheriting from. So in this level of inheritance, where you're standing one with the person you're inheriting from, it's actually higher than a gift, because a gift is a person is giving it to you. Here he's not giving it to you. You're one with the person by default. You're, you're, it's like one hand giving the other hand. One hand giving the other hand. It's not one hand giving the hand. It's one person. If this hand needs it, the other hand automatically gives it. So a true inheritance, a higher level of inheritance is that the two people that 
are connected as one. And by default, sure, they inherit. It's, not, it's, it's a given that they're going to inherit. But the relationship is primary. The relationship is strong, is real. And other than this, by a gift, there's a giver and a receiver, and the giver wants to give it. But an inheritance on this level, he doesn't have to give it. It's, 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 it's one. It's higher than he wants to give it. So based on this, we now we understand why, based on this level of Yerusha, where they're literally standing on the same level, now we know when it comes on this level why the Torah says, which is again, higher than even a gift, it says, my Russia, and again, we're telling you the, the, the insight, and Russia means you're standing one with Hashem. It's one. It's not like Hashem is giving, it's one. That's why it says, Kehilas Yaakov. It's an inheritance of the community of Jacob. Why? Because Yisrael and Yeshurun talk about the quality of the Jewish, Jewish it's, it's quality. You, you, what does Yisrael mean? He fought, and therefore he, therefore he got the name Yisrael. Yisurin, you're standing upright, you're doing something. So it has to do with revelation. The name Yisurin and Yisrael is revelation. You did something for it. On the other hand, when it comes to a real inheritance, that the person that's inheriting is one, one with the person he's inheriting from, that's all about Yaakov, which is, that's Yaakov's real name. It's called the Shema Etzim, that's his real name. Because they really, because they were one with Hashem. So now they're asked a simple question. Another was like this. The essence of our soul on the level of Yaakov, we're all one. All Jewish people are one. If you look in the essence, we're all one. We're all one and we're all equal. Yerusha on the higher level, we're all one and we're equal. And that's why we use the term Yaakov. But there is one second. One and equal isn't the name, the term Yeshurun, much more stronger for that? Why? What did we say before? What does Yeshurun mean? It's like a chain. It keeps on going. There's no beginning, there's no end. But nevertheless, you're saying Yeshurun is the level of a gift, where there's a giver and a receiver. And he wanted to give. On the other hand, Yerusha inheritance where they're really worldly one. You're saying Yaakov, it's really the, the term Yeshurun should have been there. Yeshurun means there's no beginning, no end. That's more appropriate for the higher level of Yerusha. They rather than in a gift where, it, where there's a giver and receiver. So Rebbe explains it as follows. There's a verse that says, Yivchar lonos nachlaseinu. Yivchar means to choose. Bechira, comes from the word Bechira, choosing. Nachlaseinu, inheritance. Two terms. Choosing and inheritance. They're opposites. You're either choosing or it's inheritance. If you're choosing, it's not an inheritance. If inheritance, you don't need to choose. But it says, Yivchar, choosing, which, choosing and inheritance, as going Yaakov, referring to Yaakov. So he says two components. On one hand, he says Yivchar, which means choosing, and then it says Nachlaseinu, an inheritance. So how do the two go together? And they're explaining like this. What does choosing mean? Yifchalonu. Hashem chose the Jewish people. Hashem chose to want us. Hashem, Hashem wasn't forced to want us. Hashem chose to want us. Yerusha, inheritance, and again, the higher level of Yerusha, where you're literally standing one with Hashem, it's Hashem didn't choose us. We're literally one with Hashem. We're part of Hashem. Now, so Yerusha is much deeper. But you can ask one second. But even but Bechira is also strong. 
Well, Hashem is choosing. Why is he choosing? The essence of Hashem is choosing the Jewish people. He doesn't have to choose us. He could have chose something else. He could have not chose the Jewish people. But what does it mean Hashem chose? Hashem chose. Hashem himself chose. So, but the, the truth is when Hashem is choosing, it's not the essence of Hashem that's choosing. It's the will of Hashem that's choosing. Hashem is wanting to choose the Jewish people. Because he, he, he chose to want the Jewish people. In other words, this. Even the fact that Hashem is choosing, and that's the cause of why He's wanting, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's huge of the essence of Hashem. And he does, he, he, obviously, he's not, he, he doesn't have to, etc. But it's not the essence of Hashem Himself. And it was like this. When it comes to choosing, yes, it's a very, very, very high place in Hashem. But it's still not the essence of Hashem. There's still a choice. When it comes to Yerusha, we're literally one with Hashem. So based on the Torah explains as follows. When it comes to a matano, a gift, it says a term Yeshurun. Why? Uh, and when it comes to the, 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 the inheritance, it says Yaakov. Why is that? Because what does a matana mean? A matana means a gift. There's a giver and the receiver. And the giver decided to give the gift to the receiver. Hashem chose to give us. Why did, he, why did Hashem choose that? Because Hashem, well, why did Hashem chose to give? Because he was boicher. He chose. He chose to want it. Like, for example, we say in the blessings of the Torah, Hashem chose us from all the nations. He looked around at all the nations and he chose us. And therefore he gave it to us. And it was, he chose us and therefore he gave it to us. So the giving is based on a choice. Now, choosing comes from a very, very high place of Hashem. Because he doesn't have to. The fact that Hashem chose us, that's huge. Wow, Hashem chose us. Now, so what is the, the vessel that, that we have that Hashem should choose us? And the answer is Yeshurun. Yeshurun means no beginning, no end. And that's referring to the powerful the part of, of, of our souls. Where there's nobody, and Hashem has chose us. So in other words, when it comes to Noisein, there's a giver, but the giver chose. So because the giver, but why did the giver choose? For no reason. Choosing is for no reason. So that's why you're sure, what does he assure mean? There's no beginning, there's no end. If there's a reason, that's not choosing. So choosing, Noisein, is more connected to Yeshurun. Because Yeshurun means there's no reason. There's no beginning. There's no end. Why did Hashem chose? So Yivcharlonu, Hashem chose us. What is that really more? Where does that fit? It, it fits Yeshurun. Because if there's a reason, then it's not really a cho- choosing. There's a reason why He chose. On the other hand, Yerusha, inheritance on the higher level. That means we're one with Hashem. We're connected to infinite Hashem. That's more connected to Yaakov. Because that's the essence name of Yaakov wasn't the one that was changed later because he did something. That's his name. His name is Yaakov. And that's more connected to Yerusha. So in other words, like this. To recap, there's two components. There's the component where Hashem is choosing, Bachar and Noise, he's choosing to give. That's more connected to Yeshurun. The higher level of, of Yerusha, where we're literally one with Hashem, that's more connected to the idea of Yaakov, which is the essence name of, 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 of Yaakov. So based on this, the Rebbe explains very powerfully, he says like this. <clears throat> That's why in the verse it says, Yifchar lonu, he should choose, Esnachlosein of the inheritance, so it says Yaakov, why? Because what's the main point? The main point is the fact that we're in an inheritance, that we're 
we're a Yoyrish. We're standing in the place with Hashem. We're one with Hashem. So therefore it's appropriate to say the name Yaakov in that verse. So what's the request? So why are we saying Yifcharlanu? The request is Yifcharlanu Snachlaseinu. And as you know, the fact that we're standing as a inheritance, we're standing one with Hashem, our soul is connected to the infinite part of Hashem. That's great, but that's on a deep level. We want that should become on a revealed level. Because Yivcha already is on a revealed level when you're choosing. So Yivcha alone, we're asking Hashem, you know the fact that we're connected to you or one with you? Yaakov or one with you? We want Yivchalana, which should also be that deep relationship to be revealed in a level of choice as well. And just like Rebbe says on Rosh Hashanah, the main focus is Nachlaseinu, we're one with Hashem, going Yaakov, but we want that it should be revealed. And Rebbe said the same thing also by Simchas Torah, which now is celebrating Simchas Torah, that the main point is we're one with Hashem. We're one with Hashem. And what even though one with Hashem, we say Kihilas Yaakov, the community of Yaakov. Why? Because in the level of Yaakov, we're all one. We're all one. Even the whole Kahal, the whole community is one. Just like when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we say Atam Nitzavim, we're all standing Kulcham, we're all one. Ke'echad. We're many people, but really we're all one. And that's why, because it's all about being one, connected to the oneness, that's why the mitzvah of the day of Simchas Torah is dancing. we got to dance on Simchas Torah. Why? Because how do you dance with your feet? And so how do you dance with your feet? With the heels of your feet. Which is, the, which is Akev. In Hebrew, the heels Akev, which is the level of Yaakov. And the level of Yaakov, we're all one. We're all connected to the essence of Hashem. We're all one. And Rebbe finished off and he says that this that all the Jewish people become one, literally one, Kehilas Yaakov, we're one, Yaakov, we're all one with the with infinite Hashem, not because we have these special qualities, which is above, you know, dividing it up, etc. Like, for example, like the unity of, of Yeshurun, where Hashem chose, and there's no beginning, no end, but there's, there's parts where Hashem is choosing, choosing that. In other words, by revealing the, the Makav, which is above the vision, there's a bunch of parts, but since it's makif, so therefore we, we, you know, it's all it's all one. No, no, Yaakov is real oneness. Yaakov is real oneness, like the heel. And the, in the heel, you don't. There's no big qualities. There's nothing to brag about a heel. But that's real, true oneness. So the Rebbe finished up and he says the same thing also when it comes to the unity of the Jewish people when we dance with our heel. And the same thing also with the with the with the kehilas Yaakov, the, the community of, of Yaakov. What gets revealed? What gets revealed is the fact that we're at a higher level of inheritance. We're one with Hashem. And one with Hashem, we're inheritors of Torah. That, what does that mean? We're inheritors of Torah. That the Jewish people and Torah and Hashem are one. Because when you're dealing with the, um, a gift of Torah, so you have the Dyson, which is Hashem, the giver. You have the Makabal, which is us. And you have the Matana, and the, the gift of Torah. So there's three components. When it comes to Yerusha, the inheritance of Torah, it's not Hashem is the giver, we're the receiver in Torah. Torah, the Jewish people, and Hashem, it's all one, which is the highest level. We want the level of Yerusha of Torah. We're really all one with Hashem. And Rebbe finished off and he says as follows, drawing down this powerful idea of Meirusha, which means inheritance, which level of inheritance? Inheritance of Torah, where we and Hashem are all one. And when do we, when do we make that happen on Simchas Torah? 
And therefore, because of Sanchez Mukhtar, we have to have tremendous simcha, tremendous joy with one with Hashem and one with the Torah. And from, from this tremendous joy of Simcha's Torah, we should have the Simcha should not only be on Simcha's Torah, but should last us a whole year. So we should have a year which is, which is really, really happy. Happy with learning Torah, with nothing bothering us, nothing getting in the way. Everything we, we need, we should have no distractions, nothing should get in the way. And that's one of the reasons why Gerber says that all the, the people, we, we, we are, what we want, what we desire, what we look for. We look for the days of Mashiach coming. Why? Because when Mashiach comes, there's nothing that's going to hold us back. Nothing's going to bother us. Nothing's going to stop us. We're not going to have any anxiety and worry. The only thing we have to do is learn Torah and do mitzvahs the way we're supposed to. Up to the point where it's going to be... The whole world will be busy knowing Hashem, which means learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, just like the water covers everything over. And how is that going to happen? When is that going to happen? When Mashiach comes very, very soon, very quickly, literally now here in our times. Obviously, this is a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse in reference to Simchas Torah. It teaches you four different levels of, of Torah, but more importantly, that we are connected to Hashem, not we, Hashem, Torah. We're really, really all one with Hashem. And by connecting to the oneness, that creates the greater Simcha. We should all have a great Simchas Torah. And like the Rebbe says, the Simcha of Simchas Torah shall last us a whole year with no distractions, just be able to connect to Hashem, learn Torah, and have a great and blessed Simchas Torah. Have a great week, a great year, and a happy Simchas Torah. Thanks for joining us and looking forward to our next class being, as the Rebbe says, with Bias Mashiach Tzidkenu in Yerushalayim, Erech Have a great Yontif and a great year.